right, guys. Welcome back. We are in episode 28. 28. Let's go. For all our, uh, what's it called, Vi- video people watching on YouTube, new background, new couch. What is this? Where are we? We're always couch surfing. Where are we, Christian? <laughs> we are uh, at my house, uh, so we uh, have a little bit of a special thing going on today. We'll get more Change into up. that. Let's go. Um, but yeah, I want to start off podcast here talking about coaches, just sports coaches. I got a couple of stories. I know you got some stories probably of some coaches that you've had. Yeah. Um, I, was, I don't know. I was thinking about my baseball coach and this is like baseball, like not T-ball, but it was like coach pitch, I guess. No, not a coach pitch. This would have been, when do kids start throwing? What's it called? Mustang? Yeah, like kid pitch. Bronco? I don't, so in Virginia Beach, they just did like. Basically, T-ball, coach pitch, kid pitch. Okay, so they then... didn't really call it. Whenever I got the kid pitch is when, is when it was. I was on this team. I don't know how the hell... First of all, I don't know how, how the hell I even got on this team. The Red Sox. Ooh, Ooh Cheryl. Cheryl! I was on the Red Sox team. This coach, Mark. I was on with Colin. We, we played together. Oh, really? That's actually kind of how we, we, we met. Nice. And you guys were living in the same neighborhood at that point. Yeah, yeah, we were still so living. it was just like, oh, yeah, like oh, that's like I know you, and then we started going to the same school together. Nice. Um, we played, you know, yeah, kid pitch, and I had this baseball coach, Coach Mark. I mean, Red Sox. We were, we were, like, we were pretty damn good. Let me tell you, I don't know how I got on this team, the winning team, but we we won like all the time. But I always got right field every single time. Right field. That's where I was starting to go. But then. Right field. You know what that means? I sucked. Yep. <laughs> Which is true. I'm not going to say I was good at the game. I actually wasn't. But every single time, right field. Coach had a bad temper always on him. Had two kids on the team as well. And uh, he just roasted the shit out of them nonstop. And, like, if they messed up, I mean, he was in the dugout screaming at them from the top of his lungs. I bet like, they hate baseball now. Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. But he just was screaming at them. <laughs> he was just screaming uh-huh. at them nonstop, and like just like you mess up one little mistake, he was just calling you stupid. Um, but then like, I mean, we were we were winning team. But then for some reason, there was one year I got traded. <laughs> Wonder why. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know why it happened. But I ended up going to the Orioles uh, team. Okay. And I only played for them for, for one year. But on that team, I played every position on, on that team. Like the coach made us all play every position. I even pitched and stuff like that. Like, And I remember that. I was like, yeah. this is weird. And then even when I played second base, I was like, what the fuck is this? Why am I on the dirt? Where's the grass? <laughs> and and, like, and I didn't even think about it until like, like, when I texted you like a week ago. I'm like, it's just crazy to think that that coach, the the Orioles coach, I don't I don't even know what his name was. Can't even think about it. But he, I remember just him being a super nice guy. But like, that's a good coach right there, especially in, in where it's like it's it's SYA league or uh-huh. something. You know, it's not like a sport like or for like school or anything. It's just yeah. like, I guess you could say club, mm-hmm. not travel. Um, but I mean, like, that's a good ass coach right there. Yeah, everyone plays every position. You switch it up. Like, and stuff like that. It's because he didn't necessarily care about, like, winning or if anyone, like, looked bad doing something or whatever, per yeah. se. He wanted everyone to experience all the positions so that 
as they grew up, they would know what position they yeah. liked better. What was they stronger at, what yeah. they didn't like and stuff. But yeah, like, I mean, I'm a solid, uh, what's it called? I'm a solid right fielder. I, I was, I, I would say because of Coach Mark, since he put me out in right field all the time, my, um, my, my, throw, my throwing arm was pretty decent. Uh-huh. Um, I could throw the ball pretty far. Gotcha. Um, and, and then when I tried pitching, I think I did maybe a little bit below average on that. Gotcha. Um, I think actually, actually, no, I did play catcher once. Yeah, I, I even played catcher. Um, That's what I played. Yeah. But it's just funny. I thought about that, that coach Mark, even though we won every single game, we were on the winning team, he was not the best coach. Uh-huh. And this guy, though, we didn't win really that much. Well, I would say, you know, we won like, we were like probably, you know, six and six, like 50% of the uh-huh. games. Um, I... I saw it a good time. I was gonna say I bet everyone sort of had fun. Yeah, um, everyone still had fun. It was good. I mean, I not I don't know. Like, do you have experience with coaches and stuff like that? I yeah, know, I know. I know the famous coach <laughs> that maybe some of the people that are watching that, at least from Norfolk Christian, definitely Jeff and Cheryl know. Poncho. Poncho, basketball coach. Yeah. So I mean, even before that, I remember baseball coaches. Who was your baseball coach? Milligan. In high school, yeah, 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 Milligan. And then before high school, when I was in middle school, um, you remember Samantha Verhagen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her dad, uh, Mr. Verhagen, oh. uh, was one of them. And then another guy named Coach Steelwell. Okay. Um, and I think Colin would remember him, but he was also coach at a time. And then um, when I moved up to high school, it was Milligan. But even before all that, like same sort of league like you're talking about, I uh, knew of teams that I could have been on with coaches like the first coach you were talking about. And I was on a team where the coach was like more chill. We didn't do exactly what you said where everyone played all the different positions, but uh, everybody sort of got to try, I think, a position if they wanted to. And the coach sort of just tried to like make sure that all their strengths could shine. Yeah. Um, and we, I mean, I don't really honestly at all remember how we did, uh, like, record-wise, but, I mean, thinking back about it, I feel like we had a fun time. Yeah. All that, but, yeah, the first, like, rough <laughs> interaction with a coach that I had was uh, with Poncho because, like, I feel like we're both just – Opposites. Yeah, either opposites or the same yeah. in certain ways. So I'm sort of stubborn, and if I don't think something makes sense to me, I'll tell you, and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and on top of that, I don't like being treated like a kid. Um, when adults used to like treat me like a kid, it would piss me off because I'm like, I'm not fucking kid like i'm aware of what's going on like i see that what's happening anyway but um there was one situation that i can remember that pops into my head is we were in the locker room and this is i think after practice possibly after a game but i think it was practice um it might have been after like a scrimmage in practice so we're like all you know worked up or whatever and then we go into the locker room and we have this away game that's coming up mm-hmm. and apparently Poncho is like, you know, I'm going to be sending either an email to your parents or whatever. And 
I knew that, like, when I went to Norfolk Christian and I was out in Norfolk, like, it was sort of fend for myself type of thing where my parents, like, knew what was going on. Like, I'd let them know, but I took care of myself when in terms of, like, how I'm going to get to the school and how I'm going to do all that. Like, I sort of just kept them out of it because it didn't really matter. I just made sure that they didn't have to take me. Yeah. Um... So I was like, I said something. I was like, well, I need to know the information because I'm the one who's going to be getting me to wherever I'm going. So why don't you just tell me? He's like, no, I'm telling your parents. And I was like, all right, like that doesn't make any fucking sense. And I didn't say it like that, but I was like, that doesn't make any sense because they have no clue what's going on. Like I'm the one taking care of it. And he like, (laughs) I feel like, I mean, I don't remember it exactly, but I feel like he started like getting mad about it and i was just like i don't know what to tell you dude but you gotta like tell me and we just got into it and we had a bunch of little argument type things like that where he'd be like run 150 laps around the smith gym and i was like no like that's just dumb like i'm not doing that (laughs) so it was just funny things like that and when things didn't make any sense and he would talk about all these crazy stories. stories. But they were the best. You could have wrote a book about Poncho and his yeah. stories. We should, uh, hopefully we can get, I know Ryan knows some stories. Hanson knows uh, probably all the stories. Literally. Really. <laughs> I know there's some crazy locker room stories of like hyping them, hy- trying to hype the kids up for a game, talking about like sucking dick <laughs> some... or something. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> He had some really he had some wild story, I know. stories. Like I don't, I don't want to completely butcher it or something. But he was talking about just like peer pressure or something like that. And I had to do something with sucking dick. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? And that guy told me to suck his dick. You know what I did? I said no, and I got and I left and I walked out of that room. That's like exactly <laughs> what he was saying. And he, I think he was saying that the guy also had a gun. Yeah, yeah, he, like, he had a gun to me or something. Yeah, he said, he said, I you sucked his dick. And he said nope, and he stood up and he walked out. And this, he's telling us to like tenth graders, right before a basketball game starts, trying to hype them up. Who the fuck? We're like, who the hell tells what's kids? going on? <laughs> we're like laughing about it in layup lines, and then we're getting yelled at for laughing because we just got like the weirdest speech we've ever heard in our life. He was an interesting. Guy. He is a character. But uh, I, the whole premise of why I wanted to bring it up was, I think it does get a show that um, a coach can make or break a team yeah. or like make or break a sport for you uh-huh. uh, and, and things like that I mean yeah I quit basketball I um I played one year on varsity after JV which was with both the years on JV Phillips dad and Poncho were coached the first year and then the second year it was like just Poncho and like I think I remember f- I remember playing basketball in Phillips dad coaching Man. In eighth grade, yeah, that was the last time I played. Phillips dad was that's actually, when I started. Phillips dad was actually really. I liked him as a coach. He yeah. pushed me a little bit, but like it was like where like he pushed me and he like showed me that I could push myself a little bit farther, like and yeah, stuff yeah. that get past like a mental stuff. I, I did like I, I did like Phillips. I dad. almost didn't make that team. That was really? my first year trying out. I was like probably one of the last picked, um, and. That's, I mean, I, that's when I started playing basketball and going to, like, the summer things, like, mm. open gym. Yeah. And that's when, like, the only people who went to that were, like, Quanti, yeah, like Mario. big boys. Mike, Mike. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, like, an eighth grader. Yeah, that like, was with, funny. I think Ryan was probably there for a lot of them, too. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, yeah, those were good times with Coach Allen. I loved Coach Allen as a coach, but 
after I played my one year on varsity, Coach Allen was sort of over it because... He became director, or was he already athletic director? Yeah, he, he picked up extra role in terms of his job, and then he also, I believe, I mean, I'd have to ask him, but sort of was over not having kids listen to what he wanted. Yeah. And he was like, if you're not going to listen to me, like, why am I going to coach? Yes, I'm not going to coach anymore. No so I think he either. sort of was like, I'm going to focus on my job and yeah. actually... Did you, you have Shove? I don't think so, because, I mean, Shove might have come to some practices on varsity. I can't remember exactly. He had, a little, I temp- he had always, a little temper on him. I always was scared of Shof, and I'm so mad that I didn't get to play with Shof. Because looking back on it, Shof was a good coach as well. Shof was aggressive and like vocal, but he's a good coach. Put it in perspective, we're talking about the guy, his name's Jeff Shof. He is the high school math teacher for like calculus, trigonometry. He's like a math whiz. He's like actually ridiculous. He's a smart. genius. It's it's actually crazy how smart he is. Him and his wife are his, both his like wife is my crazy. favorite teacher. Uh, but smart. His, uh, but Jeff is. I just remember him getting hot, pretty hot uh, headed during games and like yelling a lot. Yeah, even in math class. Yeah, even math class. He I would, mean, think about it. Nobody wanted people wanted Miss Show, not Mister Show. Yeah, and he, he was pretty scary teacher because he was Mister so, Show. I feel like in a way is similar to me in terms of like he think of a lot of shit. Either, he will he tell you he, how he, it is. He didn't take shit. And either. he will like he's I don't want to say aggressive, but like I can tell he's Chris, loud. I, a, a story. I never had him, but I know Grace was saying like one time someone like answered a question. And he goes like, "No, <laughs> like you're wrong. You're stupid." <laughs> like he just literally goes. That's a, <laughs> I think he tells him he's like that's the dumbest answer I've ever heard. <laughs> That is so funny. But it's like, the way he does it, everyone else is kind of laughing as well. And yeah. the kid he said it to was also laughing, so it's not like he's like... I don't want to make him seem like Shove is like someone that's just like cutting someone down. I feel like... His delivery is very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Shove is like one of those people that sort of has um, an awareness of who... Like where people are in their skill of yeah. math. Yeah. And who's actually trying and just... Is struggling he, to get it, and who isn't trying, and like just doesn't care. He can call bullshitters out pretty good. He knows if you're struggling pretty can, well. Yeah, um, he can read you. So, I think that also translates into his coaching because, like, if he knows that you you can do better, and he's not gonna hold back from telling you that you need to do better, or like when he was a coach, like sit you down, like yeah. or whatever. No. But. I think also playing with him because the Friday morning basketball yeah. thing also made me like want him as a coach because he's such a good basketball player mm-hmm. that I know like if I would have had him as a coach, it would have made me better. Yeah, in no, definitely. And, and like, like I say, kind of wrap it up here for coaches, but like I think coaches have somewhat of an impact, I would say, in the like your childhood or like. Even all, all with like high school, like coaches can have a pretty good, Im- like either really good impact on you or really negative impact. Yeah, no, I agree. On you, um, definitely. If you got any coach stories, let us know. Anyone yeah. out there, let them. I know let us Jacob. Know in the as a, uh, Jake has been listening, like oh, really? he listens like twice a day. Just so you know, no. nice. <laughs> on the way to work and on the way back, like because it's like driving uh-huh. like, really long, so he's like listening to, like two a day. He's trying to like catch <laughs> yeah. up. But um, I know Jacob. He played baseball for a while, so I'm sure he's got probably some coach stories. Yeah, let's hear it. Um, but uh, I think my parents are watching now too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, coaches, 
You either, lo- you either love them or you hate them. <laughs> exactly. Um, another thing I want to talk about really quick, and I don't have too much like to talk about it on, then we'll kind of jump into the special. The special. The, uh, of the episode here. But Mr. Beast mm-hmm. um, just came out with a documentary. Really? Yeah. It's on. It's only on like one streaming platform, and it's like kind of like a smaller one. I, like, I don't know what it's on, like Crackle or something. Like, okay. I've never so, heard of it. Something, something smaller. It's not Netflix. Um, but and for people who don't know who Mr. Beast is, this is a YouTuber guy. His name's Jimmy. He lives down in North Carolina near uh, ECU. Started like five years ago making YouTube videos, just like dumb stuff. And then his like first like kind of make a, his first like break video where it kind of went viral was he got a, um, got a brand deal from like Quibit or something like that. I forget what the company was. And they gave him like $10,000. Or they, they said we wanted to give you like $5,000. And he said, why don't you give me $10,000 and I'll give it all the way to a homeless person. And they're like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'll just literally give it all away. He's like, oh, like, okay, well, do you want $10,000 like, and like a little bit more like for you? He's like, no. I'll just literally just give me $10,000. I'll literally give all $10,000, everything to homeless people. They're like, okay. And he did that. And it blew up. So then you got like another brand deal, another ten thousand, another twenty thousand, forty thousand, like hundred thousand stuff like that. And he just all of his videos are him just giving away money. Yeah. And like he oh. literally gets so much money and then just gives it actually like all away. Yeah. <laughs> it is pretty crazy. Um, he was talking about uh, a video before how like if you to look at like his like debit credit like income type of stuff, it's like entry hundred thousand. Uh, or and then what's it like invoice wherever it's the negative hundred thousand yeah he, as soon as he immediately gets money he immediately gives it away yeah um so he said his tax person is like crazy because like you've got all this money but then you actually don't have all this money because you just give it away yeah. but you still have to pay taxes on it <laughs> that's what I was wondering like how that works because it's not really like considered a donation yeah a write off so like exactly. I guess he would almost have to like if it's a hundred thousand. So what? He, like, so what he now? I think what he does, any like all that stuff, he gives away the money, but the money that he makes on like YouTube from YouTube, I think that's what covers his taxes. Yeah, um, and like for anyone who's sort of wondering, like, how does this guy even make money? Like merch and yeah, he has other like, he's still sponsors like, yeah. and stuff like that. But he's a super. He's actually like a genuine ass guy. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen the documentary yet, but if you ever want to just watch a documentary about a social media person. Um, is it just about him? Yeah, it's literally just about his yeah. life growing up and like his like where he is like right now. Gotcha. Probably like it, I guarantee the documentary goes all the way into COVID. Gotcha. Nice. But like, just to give like perspective. He's like in he'll he'll like make a video and he like won't like it and he'll spend like a he said he's like yeah I spent a million dollars one time on a video and I didn't like it so I didn't post it. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> what? Um, right now he's currently remaking Squid Games. Really? Yeah, and he's gonna and he's and he's gonna have a whole bunch of people like compete. Obviously, not, not gonna kill him, <laughs> but you know, I think the winner is probably gonna get like a hundred thousand dollars or something yeah. like that. Um, but he's recreating like every single game, like yeah. and, and he's actually making like the full like warehouse and making it look exactly the same. He tweeted out a couple days ago. He was like. I may be spending a little bit too much money on this. <laughs> Dang. Like, it's insane. But oh recommend, look him up, Mr. Beast. You, you can find him on 
uh, YouTube and watches videos, but if you want to watch a little documentary about social media and probably, because I think it talks about like just how it works, algorithms, stuff like that, if you ever have any interest, Mr. Beast documentary, I I don't know what it's going to be on. Um, let's see if I can find it really quick. But have you watched him before? I've seen some of his stuff, um, like giving away stuff. That's sort of, you know, how I know him. I haven't, like, watched... I don't think I've ever watched one of his videos all the way through. But I, like, see them recommended yeah. to me, and I see his headlines, like, you know, giving $100,000 away in cash, like, free groceries for anyone who wants them, like, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But... It's on Curiosity. Curiosity Stream is what it's on. Um, but, yeah, it, bro, he went to a grocery store. Yeah. We've talked about him on, on yeah. here before. Yeah, literally went to a whole-ass grocery store, and... I'd have to find out he literally he, he just bought everything in the grocery store yeah he was like or he didn't buy everything in there he just literally said yeah anyone that comes in today um just <laughs> uh it's, it's on me so people are coming in like buying like four full ass shopping carts and people are like cool here's a card swipe <laughs> then you just swipe he would pay he would pay he just paid for everyone's like for a whole day groceries so crazy. and like by the end of the day like that whole place was like empty because everyone was just ripping everything off the shelves and taking it home with them. She. So, really good guy. Yeah. I, I, I love him. But uh, we'll go now to the special segment here. It's going to be about 29, 30 minutes, right? Yeah. So, um, it's basically me from the past. <laughs> uh, just doing a little bit of stuff in my 3x3 grow room. And I just wanted to show you guys... I don't know, I was like super excited. I was texting Benton, I was like just wanting to do something with it. So I put this together and if you guys like it, uh, let us know. I was thinking about, like we were talking about, I think last time, whenever I get everything going with the backyard and whatnot, um, doing like a social media type thing for that. So Second, second channel. Yeah, doing stuff like what you're about to see for not only, you know, the indoor stuff, but gardening in general. So, if people are interested, I might be able to, you know, start my own little yep channel and put stuff up. So let me know. That's right. And we'll uh, jump right into it. All right. All right. So we're back. Anyone who is listening on Spotify, uh, that segment there was like a highly visual segment. So we're gonna cut this or that section out of the Spotify episode. So this Spotify episode will be a little bit shorter. Uh, since we took about 30 minutes out. But if you guys are listening on Spotify in your cars or whatever, Jacob. go on to YouTube and check it out. Uh, it's just a little segment of me, like I said before, messing around in my 3 by 3 grow tent. So. But yeah. Uh, no, it, it was pretty cool to see all of it. And I mean, honestly, I remember when you, when you planted it in the beginning, literally being like one little stick and leaf. Yeah. And now it's like big. Yeah, I mean, it happened quick. It, um, it It's always fascinating how fast things can grow. Yeah. Things can go really fast. And the thing is, it's funny, like, for me, being here, it seems like it's so slow because I look at it every, every day. Every day, yeah. For hours a day. That's but right. you get a friend over, you know, on Saturday, and then the next week they come over and the plant's three times as big. You're and like, they're dang. Like, they're like, is that the same plant? <laughs> yeah. So. Um, no, but it's just cool to see yeah, kind of how you've been taking care of it and, and regulating everything and clipping this and moving this aside and like building it up. Um, so it was pretty cool. So I definitely recommend uh, if you all want to kind of learn more about it and stuff, go, go head over to the YouTube channel um, and check it out. Yeah. Christian does a pretty good job explaining everything. 
uh, about the uh, grow tent or mm-hmm. operation. Yeah, and I can talk about it so much more, but I get into like the the nitty gritty geeked out stuff so i know it can be a little boring for people who are not into it because <laughs> i'll be sitting here talking about like temperature and humidity for hours <laughs> and what i make my soil out of but nothing wrong with that yeah um so we'll go now into question question time we'll finish it up with a bunch of questions um we'll start off really quick we'll go into squad squads questions first perfect so uh, this week we got one coming in from Jerry. He says, "Yeah, let's see." He says, "Oh, what are you guys' thoughts on the future of uh, VR, virtual virtual reality? Uh, how will it impact society, like negatively, positive, and positively?" Yeah, um, I think for positively, I think that. I'm sure studies are being done to help cure things like PTSD. I was going to say, it's, it's, it's got to guarantee, it's got to gotta help yeah, simulation type of stuff. I think like it could be used in a way to help mental illness is in general, Yeah. Um, which is sort of a double-edged sword because if someone has the ability to alter, you know, your mind with something like that, then Brainwash. we have, you know, other... <laughs> other issues i think that goes into the negative yeah, type stuff um but i think it'll be you know really interesting and you know good and bad things can come out of just about anything yeah. so i think vr is gonna be pretty cool obviously at first just doing with it i've, I've experienced a little bit of it with kaneko's i haven't uh, got to try it oculus yet. it's pretty cool a lot of fun beat sabers a really fun game um but the I think VR. I mean, the first thing I always think about was like Elon Musk. He said, you know, there's no, there's no hundred uh, percent way to say that we're not in a virtual like simulation right now, currently. It's- and you're like, what? But then he was like, he explains. He says, you know, with the way virtual reality is heading and video games and stuff like that, with the way it's going, like think about where we were a hundred years ago with video games. We were playing literally like. Pong, or not even probably Pong. It's like a guarantee Pong started like in the 80s, so it's not even 100 years old yet. And we're advancing so fast that eventually virtual reality is going to get so good and so real that you won't be able to tell the difference between what's real and what's fake. Yep. I think that it's going to definitely get to things like that. So could be interesting. I think, yeah, I think uh, VR is great for training too when it comes mm-hmm. to obviously military stuff that's the, the, just the way that i know about it because i do work um for a military like simulation company where wow. that has that's like how they train troops yep. and, and stuff so it's pretty cool and pilots and things like yeah, that. yeah pilots i mean yeah so virtual reality all what's a driving test mm-hmm. now and stuff like, yeah no i think for like some things where you can take like like the dmv could have multiple VR driving things where, I mean, almost like an arcade in a way yeah. where you sit down and you do the test. I mean, that's helpful um, because then you don't have a 15-year-old on the road. Not that this is, you know, yeah. an issue causing accidents, but you can get a little bit of experience. So. Yeah. No, I, I think it's be really cool. Yeah, negative. I think there will always be some backgrounds to it or negative sides to it because maybe people, if you ever seen Ready Player One, People get so obsessed 
with yeah. VR, and now they only want to live in VR. They don't want to live in the real world, and they get uh, desensitized or like deattached. Uh, they're not attached to the real world anymore. They only want to live like in VR. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I got you. They only, yeah, they only want to live in the VR world, not the real world. And they become like robotic. Yeah, exactly. So I, I could see that being. Um, I think it's one of those things that, like, you know, if people with positive ideas take a hold of it, it'd be positive things. If people with negative yeah. ideas get a hold of it, it can turn out pretty negative. But. Yeah. Joe, Joe had kind of answered it. He mm-hmm. wrote back to the squad. It says, he said negative for physically, for physical society, but potential for something great in virtual society if they were very successful like yeah. about it. Um, He's just saying the same sort of thing. Like, yeah. It could impact, sort of like how social media impacts relationships and like things like that. Like, like you sort of said, you could never want to leave the sim. Yeah. The simulation. I must assimilate. <laughs> um, and then, okay, Steven's question. <laughs> Steven always asks some wild questions. Steven asks a couple questions. I, I'm really going to ask He's only going to address one. I'm only going to address one. The other two are a little <laughs> Too wild. out there for A little one. wild. Um, he said, um, should the elderly have to retake driver's tests, you know, when they get, like, 65 or, so, let's say, like, when they get to 75 years old or 80 years old, uh, should they have to retake or something like that? Um, <laughs> my answer, he says, Stephen goes, my answer is yes. I, was like, I, got a, I got a ton of hate for this at home, but I almost got T-boned by an old person yesterday. <laughs> For no reason. Um, I'll go on this. I do know there's a lot of jokes and I guess you can say stereotypes about old people driving and they're not the best. But I think there's a little bit of a truth behind it. Even my own grandmother, uh, Connie, on you know, Richard's side. <laughs> I saw her a couple days ago. whole side of her car was just like stripped like white, like all down it. I was like, oh, what happened there? She's like, She's like, I don't want. I was like, I'm so embarrassed. I was like, I'm getting too old. I, uh, I just rent, like, I ran to a side of a pole and just kept scraping it the whole way. I'm like, oh my gosh. She's like, I should. She literally goes, like, I shouldn't drive. I'm like, oh no. Jeez. But I do know. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of. I would like to see what the study is about old people and accidents and stuff like that. And like, if, if there's a certain age where then like. You know, I'm sure there's like Spiking in the be- like yeah, in the beginning, teenagers' accidents are higher and stuff, and the older you get, they go down and stuff. And then where's like the curve where then it starts like you know, say like seventy eight, curve starts going back up or accidents. Yeah. Um, I, I sure they have to did, retake the test. Did Yancey drive until she was pretty old, or I don't know. That's actually a really good question. I, I actually I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna ask that to George. Um, I'd be curious to hear about that one. I don't know how... I wonder if she drove if she was over 100 years old. Yeah. Like, driving over 100, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. It, it's... I don't know if she was over just driving. That'd be that'd be pretty wild. That'd be, that'd I mean, be, she lived to 107. Yeah. It'd be pretty crazy, but who knows? I'll, I'll ask him on that one. Um, that's a really good one there. So, yeah. I think if you're going to require a test for, you know, teenagers to get a license, then... At some point, you know, whatever the data suggests where accidents start to become more of an issue um, for age, making tests, yeah. Yeah, maybe not, it maybe it doesn't have to be an actual, like, physical, like, driving test. It could just be eye exam, 
Because obviously, you, like whenever you know. they have to, basically, like the DMV when they issue you your license, the renewal date is usually every t- at a time where like, like when you get your permit, it's like I think four and a, and a half. Yeah, I think it's like four or six years later you have to go and get a renewal, so that you can get a new uh, thing on your stats. Like when you're fifteen and a half versus twenty one, you've grown. Yeah. You you look different. So they get a new picture of you, and then they wait like 10 years, and then they do it again. Yeah, let's get a new one in 2024 is when this one expires, mm-hmm. it says. I don't know how far. And it's, it's based like on your birthday. Yeah, yeah. So what they can do is at a certain point, whenever they know your birthday is you know, 70 or whatever, make you come in to get a new picture and do like a quick Just a eye rent, test, reaction test, like, you know, test. whatever. Yeah, something like that. Or the VR. <laughs> yeah, put them in the VR at that point, and they'll be like, I don't know how to work this thing. Yeah. Where's the stick shit? <laughs> the stick. No, but by that point, we'll just be in driving car, so it won't matter yeah, too much. Exactly. But um, I'd say, yeah, if you're going to require 16-year-olds uh, to do it, then, yeah, do something like what I just said. Yeah, but maybe. I think in general, everyone should just be able to drive. And if you cause an accident, it's on you. You don't need a license. It's dumb. Jesus Christ. It's just dumb. You're wild. I am wild. <laughs> Okay, I'm not gonna elaborate on that one. <laughs> uh, get a license, or at least learn how to drive before you get on the road, please. <laughs> don't don't learn on the freeway for your first time. <laughs> Obviously. Um, and then the last question from uh, from this was another one. I think actually that came from Stephen or it was from Joe. I forgot who won to this one. This is a question I've brought up before. I don't know if I brought it up to the squad. I think I brought it with you. We may have already mm-hmm. brought it up on the podcast before. But it was saying, should there be an age limit for politicians? People like Congress and stuff. And I've, I've definitely brought it up before with you. Mm-hmm. Where I said, like, yeah, I 100% think that, that there should be an age. There's an age restriction to become you have to be above this age there should be another thing where it's like you can't you can't be above this age oh yeah to yeah, yeah. to run like anymore and stuff and just give you like if you're like above like 70 something like yeah you you shouldn't like you can't be a yeah, yeah like the one the majority of our politicians are like freaking just old and it doesn't really you know make much sense for the majority of people they don't represent the majority yeah. of people anymore because they're so old but no i do know what you're saying um yeah i mean i'm, I'm with that too i don't know i spoke political person or politician uh p-o-l-i-t wait oh, there you go uh the average age of the democrat house leadership is 72 that's like insane. <laughs> Look up where the, the average. Where the average age of the Republican House is forty-eight. Look up. Um, That's interesting. That is interesting. But look up uh, average age of America. Oh, here we go. Here, hold on. Here we go. This one says, "Well, in Congress, uh, what's the average age of America?" Yeah, like I should do that. Americans, average age of Americans. Uh, yeah, but keep talking. I mean. Yeah, and that, I, I think it's. Something that, you know, is interesting because you, you have, they're 72, their average for the Democratic Party is 72, mm-hmm. and for the Republican Party is 48. I mean. That is interesting. At least 48 is a lot better than 72 in terms of just. Yeah. 
So it says the average age of America uh, of Americans uh, is 38. So that would be a number that I think would be closer to strike like, for, which a I just lot of think, old people are like, that's too young. They don't even know how to... Yeah, I just think if you're over the age of, of 70, you just... Yeah, dude. You don't need to be in it. I think we're seeing it pretty clear with a lot of politicians. Like, Well, my favorite thing where you can see it always, if you want to look up, is people, when they're like going testifying at the court hearings and stuff like that against like Facebook. And the, the judge person, political person is like, um, what are you going to do to end Fensta? Like, or like, did you create Fensta? And he goes like, no, like Fensta is not an app or anything. It's literally a slang for a fake Instagram account. Like, I have no control over this. I didn't make Fensta. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, they're saying like these terms. Yeah. Like, they don't even know what they mean. And it was like. Oh, dude, they just ask some it's, stupid questions. If you have ever had the luxury of watching Congress ask any tech, Congress, Jack Dorsey, yeah. you know, anybody questions, you realize yes. very quick that they have no f- clue what's going on. They're in like... Also, I don't know who's writing the questions for like, I know because I know for a fact exactly. they're not writing the questions, but whoever's writing the questions for them should be fired. Or, or they should just get like a 26-year-old or a 30-year-old to be writing like exactly. it questions for It makes no them. sense. Because and at least explaining it. Not only do the politicians have no clue what's going on, they're just reading off of a script, but the script that's written is like trash. Yeah. <laughs> it's like asking questions that any 12-year-old yeah. knows the answer to, which it's sort of wild. It's just, yeah. So, but not. I don't want to go off on. A ta- <laughs> I don't want to go off on a tangent because I, I, I do have a lot of feelings about it. But I would say, yeah, I would like. I don't know what the age should be. Seventy. I don't know if it should be lower, like you say, sixty-five and stuff. You know, um, but yeah, I think there should be hundred percent. And term limits. But is that ageism? Whatever it's called, like you know, being discrimination against age. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> I don't care. It's okay. So, and I, I, I would say yes. Um, to that one yeah definitely the, I think I, we touched on our feelings pretty well <laughs> um but yeah I what else we got I've had a lot of thoughts and opinions about that one there but uh so we got now from our VIP members dun, dun, dun. Jeff and Cheryl Jacob's almost a VIP once he gets caught up <laughs> Jacob will get it <laughs> um so, let's see here. So, we, we talked about last week, you know, what was Virginia Beach like? Small town, like hometown, stuff like that. Um, she, they gave like their answer, uh-huh. you know, back to like, what was Virginia Beach like? Which is interesting because, so they said, and this brand, I think would like actually this one here. Uh, but she said, and VB was more of a small town feel. Not as many hotels at the ocean front. It was always packed two lanes up two lanes back no trolley lane mm-hmm. um they said they, they would crew cruise the strip uh but you would only go for about 100 yards and sit and said we would jump out of one car and get in another car like all their friends and mm-hmm. stuff it used to be fun to watch um bouncers throw people down the steps at peabody's <laughs> oh my god and steven loves peabody's but he's never been <laughs> he just wants to go so yeah. badly um and they would you know they would get um arrested for uh, being drunk in like public and stuff. Jeez. 
But uh, yeah, it, that's a funny, funny times. We'll have to get them and my dad on to talk about Old Virginia Beach. Yeah, your dad be pretty good. Because yeah. he's been here, I think, since the 70, 74 maybe. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and then we forgot. I forgot to do their their question of the week, which was we need to ask like Grace and. Sarah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's one thing they appreciate? Appreciate. So we'll get that for next week. We'll get their answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, it's I don't know. Virginia Beach used to be different, and it, I wonder. I, I wonder where it's gonna go. Big city. Really? I think. Yeah. I mean, it's just gonna get Dubai. Bigger. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's gonna get like big, 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 big city. But I mean, it's it's gonna probably just continue growing steadily unless something like crazy happens where people just want to flood to Virginia Beach instead of like another beach town you know like yeah. what puts Virginia Beach above other like beach towns the thing that sort of sucks is we do have winter here I mean it's not we do warm. have all seasons we do have all seasons yeah we here. get like every season almost perfectly we're at like the almost perfect latitude which I think is 36 golden zone man where you receive almost all the um, seasons, seasons, but not like, to an extreme. Exactly. Except for summers, decently well, brutal. It's been getting hot here. Global warming. <laughs> exactly. Uh oh. But um, yeah. I mean, it's what were what were we? What was I saying? I just lost track of what I was saying. Just how Virginia Beach could be like in the future with all. Of oh it. yeah, yeah. Like, what would make people want to come here over that? Like, I mean, you get all the seasons. A lot of people go to like Florida because they only really get warm. Yeah, it's in only the warm winter, there. it's you know whatever. But like Charleston and Myrtle Beach, I guess get some winter yeah. fall type stuff. But but Florida gets hot as hell. Yeah. Like Florida can get hot, mm-hmm. like uncomfortable. And it's just muggy. Yeah. I feel like it gets uncomfortable hot here though. It does, but dog, if it's uncomfortable here, it's got to be unbearable down there. I feel like it's, yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, it is worse, but could it be that much? No, but it's definitely a little bit worse, I yeah. would say. I mean, there's some brutal days in the middle of them. I guess they probably have more brutal days. Yeah. No, I think, dude, I think Virginia's the place to live, man. Well, actually, no, nah, if I was going to, I think maybe, honestly, I think South Carolina may have it a little, or maybe like North Carolina, South Carolina border in between there, they probably get a little bit better. Of lesser extremes, maybe like a little bit warmer winter. Yeah, a little bit warmer, uh, like winters and stuff. But I wonder how hot their summers get down there. Probably pretty Probably. comparable. To yeah, what we I don't have. think it's gonna be that different compared from us. The good thing about some of those places is they the have water, water on. Um, wait, where were you? Saying? But I was saying South Carolina, there, North Carolina, they they get the Gulf Stream that hits them. And yeah, then, and then dips out, so they get so their water, ocean water. A lot warmer, which is nice. Plus, they have like the sound side, which gives yeah. them uh, air off of water. Yeah. Which, if you know anything about air conditioning, water or air off of water is like cooler water. If the water's in the thing like eighty degrees, yeah. Instead of it being a hundred degrees, when the wind's blowing off the water, it it'll good. be eighty. Yeah. Which is warm, but it's not like horrible. Definitely. So. But. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think Virginia Beach. I think I'll be living in Virginia Beach when they hit, like, a million population. 
Are we not at a million right now? I think it's only like 400,000. Oh, my they, God. But the thing is, the tourist thing, they have like a million tourists that come through a season or something like that. You'll have to look it up. Dude, population of Virginia Beach. 400? Uh, in, 20, in 2019 was 450,000. Yeah. Dude, when my I dad moved here, people. I think it was like 60,000 or 63,000 or something. I wonder what Hampton Roads is, though. Hampton Roads is that's a, a good amount. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think that might be. Two? No, that's way too much. Seven? Population nah, of Hampton, five. Hampton Roads is 1.7. Oh, that's it? Yeah, 1.7 as of as 2018. Gotcha. Um, so we may be at 2 million now. Uh, I, I could probably see but that. But yeah, I could see myself being in Virginia Beach. I feel like, I guess five years is really quick to hit a million. Yeah. But they're like, uh, the way I think about it is, look around Virginia Beach. They're building more and yeah. more and more. And the roadways are getting The thing wild. is, people who do that sort of stuff for a living aren't just going to build houses they know they're not going to fill, you know? So like, you can look around and see that Virginia Beach is going to be growing. They're building more. They're going to continue building. If you watch any of the city council meetings, it's all about improving our infrastructure for like flood stuff so that they can build more. Um, so that they can make more money. I mean, it's just a business. Yeah. But I think that... There's a lot of... Fun make a bold there. prediction. When, when are we going to hit a million in Virginia Beach? In Virginia, just Virginia just Beach? Just Virginia Beach. Oh, but Virginia Beach includes all the way down to the border in Pungo. Yeah. All the way up to Shore Drive. So all along Chesapeake, all the way along Norfolk. It's a big area. This one, dog, I don't know what the hell this website is talking about. Because they said it's currently, um, what did I tell, what did I say? 453? Yeah, something, that's what it said in 2019. Mm -hmm. This website says that it's projecting to, that in 2020... That was in 2018. They're saying 2020 is going to be at 460. But then it says by the year 2040, the 20 more years, is going to be at um, 470. Only 10,000 more? What? Nah. I don't think so. I think by 2050, we'd probably be around the 800s, I want to say. Wow, so you think it's pretty far off. I, I think, yeah. I, I feel like we're pretty far off. I, I bet you not to like 2070 would be a million here. A million people living in Virginia Beach. Maybe I won't be here then. You gotta think about tides rising though. No, sea levels rising. Yeah. So that's gonna hurt the Virginia Beach border a little hurt bit. The, hurt the appeal. Yeah. But, I don't know. Always curious to think about that, that type of stuff there. But anything else? Christian? No. Is uh, that it? Yeah. Um, they want to do the spirit animal one, but we'll do that for next week. Gotcha. We gotta take that test. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so we'll, we'll save those two for, uh, from Jeff and Cheryl for next week. But I think that's really all we got here. Perfect. For half this episode. But hope you all enjoyed it. As this is always, be a long episode. Yeah. It's like, it's, for YouTube. For YouTube, this, this is definitely probably an hour and a half. Uh, almost yeah episode on spotify is probably gonna be around 45 minutes or so yeah so like i say yeah, if you want to check out the part that christian made talking about uh growing stuff please go to the youtube channel and check that out mm -hmm. uh, good stuff there but we will see y'all in the next episode peace